Mark Santiago here, and welcome to the Empowered AF Podcast, where each episode we share powerful strategies to help you communicate, act, and lead like an empowered man. Thanks for joining me. All right, all right, all right. I am back, and I am back again with another guest. I've been on a guest thing lately, and partly because I think you guys sometimes need to hear from other people, not just me. I mean, I know that my opinions matter to you, and you know, you you come to listen to me and all, uh, and it's quite frankly, it's humbling that you would want to listen to a guy like myself who's been through the the trenches of shit and hell, um, but has somehow survived and came through, and now is thriving on the other side. And I call it an honor, but at the same time, I know there's other men out there, there's other people out there that not only survive, but thrived. And that's why we call our program Thrive, because we don't want men to just come in and survive. We want them to come in and start thriving in every dimension of life. And so I have with me today one of our actual in-house coaches that I've never introduced to the world. And frankly, it was because we we were just testing it out and seeing if it worked. And it's so far been a really good thing for us. And, and I have with me Kevin Pierce, who is our uh, one of our our two dad coaches, and we have a, we have a group call on Tuesdays. We call my two dads in our Thrive program, and it's the two, two Kevin's actually. We have Kevin Tucker who does uh, more of the older kids, and Kevin Pierce who does more of the younger kids. And so combined, we have this great combination of dads who have experienced uh, separation, divorce, um, and doing it as a single dad or doing it as a co-parent. And it's super powerful stuff. So, Kevin, thank you for joining me today on the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. You're welcome. Sorry. So I, I want to get into your story first, because while it's important for us to talk about, you know, and, and I want to hear some of your advice about kids and, and single being a single parent and um, because you're not you're not remarried, you're you're divorced, correct? Yep. Divorce. Right. So I, I want guys to hear a little bit about your story um, and your background and um you know, and, and then we'll get into some, some, uh, you know, factual things or some things that not factual, that was a bad, that was weird some <laughs> things that they can learn from you, um, that'll help them as they're, they're going through this journey. Um, and then you've also got a Facebook group yourself that you're, you're doing, and you have your own program for single dads, um, specifically around that idea. And so we'll talk about that as well. So, um, let's talk about your story. So tell me a little bit about what you've kind of been through in this world of separation divorce and tell me about your kids and let's go from there. Yeah, sounds good, man. Um, so yeah, me and uh, baby mama, we were off and on for like six years. Uh, finally got, finally cut it off 2019, like early 2019 um, is when we decided to fully separate. We got divorced last summer. Um, so we're about uh, two and a half years post-separation, one and a half divorce. Um, divorce thing. We knew we were going to get divorced the whole time. We just, um, I don't know, we just waited, didn't want to do all the paperwork and stuff. But um, we co-parent really well. We get along great. Uh, even from the jump, I mean, like as soon as we separated, we both just kind of agreed that like, you know, let's be civil about this. You know, obviously feelings were hurt on both sides and stuff like that. But we kind of just like both, I guess, thankfully we're mature enough to just kind of put the kids first, stay civil. We never like bad mouth each other around the kids or like tried to weaponize each other through kids or anything like that. Um, so I'm grateful that we've had that good relationship, uh, but there was a lot of bad that came from that. As you said, going through the hell in the trenches, I think there's a lot of lessons that are only learned from the bottom. And I definitely hit a bottom when we did separate. Um, but yeah, now I'm, as you say, thriving two and a half years later, I'm pretty much honestly the best I've ever been. I mean, have like 
the deepest connection ever with both my daughters. I have a really good relationship with her mom. Um, we're actually going on vacation to St. Louis this week for like four days together. So, you know, it's a, I'm in a really blessed place, I'll say. Yeah. What do you think was the key to that with, with you guys as you were going through it? Because I know a lot of guys right now, it's just very contentious and it's hard. Um, even in my own situation, it's still contentious post-divorce. Um, and I'm still dealing with things like the police and whatever uh, because of the toxic nature of, of our situation. Yeah, I, could, I could tell you more stories. Um, <laughs> but what do, you, what do you think was the key to it for you in terms of what you, you know, what you showed up as and like, like, why do you think it's worked the way it's worked? Like, especially let's talk about more the, while you were going through the separation, right? Like, like when it was still kind of fresh, when it was still kind of new, that's when most people come to me is when they're right in that moment and they're hurting and they're in pain. What, why was it successful for you? Yeah, I think for me in particular, um, I, so we separated the ultimate, we ultimately decided to separate. And then a couple of weeks later, she was like, Hey, also, I kind of cheated on you a couple of times because up until then I was like, you know what, maybe like we might try to work this out and go back because I just really wanted like the whole family unit together is basically like what I've wanted all my life. But yeah, she, then she told me that. And I was like, you know what, I just need to move on. This is just going to be like, it's been six years off and on. I don't think it's ever going to be a permanent thing. I think for me was I, so my dad was never really active in my life, my real dad. And then I got a stepdad when I was about 11. Um, and I think I learned a lot of less, a lot of lessons from my dad being absent in that I just wanted to be a very present father. And I just wanted to always be there because I never had that when I was little. So I think the biggest thing for me was even though I was hurt and I hated what she did, I hated that we were, you know, apart at this point now and that you know, I could see my kids every day. Now it's only 50% of the time for the rest of their life, basically. I think it was just like, you know what, I'm just going to try to make this as smooth as possible. That way I can see them that 50% of the time, no matter what, with no problems. You know, I'm going to set the things that happen between us aside just so that I can be a present father in their life, because that's just ultimately like what I want to be. It's a very hard thing to do, especially when, you know, feelings are involved and you get hurt and disloyalty and all that stuff. But I don't know. I just kind of sucked it up. And I was like, you know what? I just got to take the high road. I'm just going to make this smooth. I'm going to, you know, communicate with her, see, you know, how we can figure this all out. And luckily it played out pretty well. But yeah, I know it's a very hard barrier uh, for some guys to get over, um, even some guys in the group. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's so much at play. Like when you talk about the idea of you're so used to having your kids every single day to suddenly going to, I'm only going to see them half the time. And in some cases where guys only see their kids every other weekend, um, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of guys are afraid of that. I mean, you're in Kentucky, I'm in Arizona and pretty much most States these days, if you're listening to this and you're like all freaked out about never seeing your kids again, I would say most States these days are leaning heavily towards 50, 50 joint custody, meaning that both parents should play an equal right or, or equal influence in their kids' lives. And so you're going to have them half the time. Um, and, and let me tell you, having them half the time is better than having them for no time. Number one, it's also, oh, yeah. in my opinion, it ends up being better than having them in a toxic environment, right? Where, 
where the two of you are fighting and, and having, you know, cheating and having all this stuff going on. And it's so much better for them to live in a healthy environment where it's like, hey, when they're with mom, they're with mom. When they're with dad, they're with dad. And there isn't all the fighting and bullshit that was there before. Now it's like, you know, this is our time. I don't know about you, but for me, when I started, when I, when I first moved out and filed for divorce and, and started to take back my power in that way, um, I, I decided like, like I was originally, um, you know, gonna like, maybe I'll get an apartment and like, like do the bachelor thing. And, you know, I was like, I was married for 17 years. I was ready to, to get out there and, and, and find myself again. I, I didn't know who the fuck I was. And so yeah. I was like, well, maybe I'll go live in an apartment or maybe I'll do this. And then once, once I, once I really thought about it, I was like, you know, what would be better is like, what if I created a new home for them that just doesn't have their mom in it anymore? Meaning like, so I decided to go find a house that was big enough for them. And, and, and it worked out for me where it didn't feel like when they were gone, it was like this huge house because I got four kids. And so, so that house became like a sanctuary for us of creating new memories, new chapters, and, and just like a new, like it's still the Santiago family. It's just missing their mom. And she's no longer part of this particular situation, this particular family. How did you handle that with you know, moving on. And I think I, I can't remember if you stayed in your house or you guys sold the house or, or what you did, but how did you handle that? Yeah. So before I even get to that, I want to hit on something else you said where, um, and this is something I tell a lot of the guys in the calls is that it's better for me. It's actually better to have them 50% of the time. We're more connected now than when I had them hundred percent of the time. Cause yeah. when I was there hundred percent of the time, I almost, I wouldn't say abused, but I, I took for granted that I did have all that time yep. and I wasn't, I wasn't present with them. You know, even I'd be working while we're trying to play and I'm checking emails and slacks and stuff like that. I didn't really invest quality time with them on a regular basis until that time was taken away. And then I was like, Oh shit, this, like, I really need to like, they grow fast. Like fucking they're going to be like 18 tomorrow. It feels like. Yep. Um, so now, even though that it is that 50%, it's a much more invested in like deeper uh, connection with that 50% than it was with that hundred percent. And then, as you said, you know, I have to think long-term, like what's it going to look like for them if they live in a household for 18 years and then we separate, but that whole time it was a toxic environment when we could split both be happy and they could just see two happy households that they could live in instead of one terrible household. Um, so I think there's, I think there's a lot of knowledge and learning in that. Um, as far as the actual separation, so when we separated, um, we had just bought a house like three months before the separation happened. Um, I ended up staying in that house and then selling it shortly after she moved in with her mom. The thing is with that house was it, it, it felt like, so to your point, you created a new house and a new sanctuary. That house, like it was our first house we ever bought together. We just bought it. We just decorated it and we did all this stuff and we just made it like the Pierce home and then we separated. So for me, that house didn't feel like it didn't feel like I could create that into my own thing. Yeah. Um, so that's why I sold that shortly after moved into my mom's house and then bought another house like six months later. Um, but I did the same thing. I bought a house. I got a fenced in yard and I was like, you know what? I want to create a home for me now. I'm going to have a house, dad's house. And you know, we can create a whole aura and vibe around being at dad's house. Yeah, I even um, see the backpacks behind you hanging up on the wall. 
Yeah. So I mean, like most single dads, the, the backpacks would be like, I don't even know. I wouldn't even know where they'd be at. Right. <laughs> like, you know, so it's like, that's a true testament of what you're just saying. It's like literally there um, because you've made it a home for them. So when they come home, they know they're at dad's house, but they know they're home. And that's mm-hmm. super important to these kids, especially when they're going through what they're going through. Um, I want to change gears a little bit and start talking about some of the things that, uh, is that your dog? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess he's done with the interview. Um, <laughs> Been good, man. We'll see, we'll see him later. Um, but like, talk about like, what are the things that you're seeing with the single dads, like, or co-parenting dads, let's call it co-parenting dads in, in our group specifically, like in Thrive, like what are the things that those guys are really struggling with as, you know, they come on the calls and you're coaching them through, like, what are some things you're seeing? I think some of the big things are, boundaries and still being attached to thinking that they can control her actions or what happens at her house when ultimately we know that's something that's out of our control and they're kind of like still letting that stick with them yeah um you know they're worried about like they're just so their mind is so focused on what's happening over there that they're not being present with what's happening while they're same thing I said, they're just, they're not fully present. I feel like when they're with their kids, because they're just so worried about what's happening at mom's house instead of what's going on at dad's house and how dad's acting, how dad's being a leader, how dad's playing with them and stuff like that. Um, I think that's one thing that comes up. Well, what do you, why do you think it is that guys are doing that? I think, as you said, it's just because everything's fresh. A lot of guys come into the group and it's just that the situation just happened. There's probably still emotions tied up in it. Um, they just, they kind of have to lean in and just go through all the exercises of kind of processing all those emotions. Um, and it's, it, sadly, it's not a switch you can flip. It's just something you got to put the reps in for and deal with that, detach from the outcome, detach, you know, do the neutral woman stuff, all of that. So that you're not so tied up in what's going on over there. And then you can really focus on what, you, you know, yourself, how you're showing up, what your behaviors are, how you're investing time with them you know, what kind of things you're modeling for them to do. You know, if you're listening to this right now, and that is you, I want to tell you that number one, you're not alone. Uh, every man struggles right. with that. And and what he's describing is the very thing that I went through, especially in the first month or two, probably the first three months of my kids and I being separated. Um, you know, originally we had 50, 50, uh, joint time, parenting time. Um, we, it, after the divorce, I ended up getting 80% of my, of the time. So I have my kids almost every day. I'm, I'm one of the lucky dads, I guess, that ended up in that case with four children, 80% of the time. Um, and, um, you know, I Less think, than busy, man. yeah, I mean, thankfully I've met an incredible partner and getting remarried in three weeks, less than three weeks. And um, she's been an amazing soon to be stepmom, I guess you'd call it that. Um, and she has three kids of her own, you know, that she brought in. So I'm going to be a stepdad to three more kids. So to co- combined, we have seven. So I went from having four to seven, like quick. Um, and it's, it's been an amazing journey. But, but the point is, is, you know, when I was talking about the fact of like those first three months or so going through that separation was probably the hardest on me. And I remember constantly being worried about what was happening over there. And I would email my attorney and, and be like, you know, my daughter said that her mom went out all night last night and never came back. You know, shit like that would just make me so fucking mad because I'm like, how dare you have these kids and you want to go and party all night or go do what you're doing and, and not be home for them? Like, who the fuck do you think you are? And, and it was, it was hard but I had to learn to let it go. 
And I had to learn to put it down and go, you know what? I mean, for me personally, I put my faith in God and I'm like, you know what? They're in God's hands. I can't protect them when they're over there. And that's hard. It is very hard. But I found my outlet of, of trust, right? Every man has to find whatever it is, whatever you believe in, or whether it's a religious thing or not a religious thing, it doesn't matter. You have to find something to where you can hold on to that hope and that anchor of support of saying, you know what? It's going to be okay. They're going to be okay. I'm not going to focus on what they're doing. I'm going to focus on what I'm doing when I don't have them. I mean, I practically built you know, empowered man in that process um, and, and having that time away where I was able to focus till two in the morning doing worksheets and working on new client videos and, and all the stuff that I was building. Um, I mean, I'd literally got a return on investment of my tears because of what I went through. And so many of you are just wasting your time. And it's like, when you don't have your kids, that's the time where you go find yourself. That's the time where you go date yourself. That's the time where you go take an art class, go do jujitsu, go work out, go do things that you've never done before because you're going to find yourself again like you were when you were 18, 20, 25, however old you were before you got married. We lose ourselves, you know, and I know you were kind of on the younger side, you know, under 30 when when you were going through all that stuff. And so it's a little different for you. But the guys like me who were married for 17, you, 17 years, like I didn't even know what dating was. <laughs> Like, like, what is this Tinder bullshit? You know, like, what is this Facebook dating app? You know, uh, we, we didn't know anything about that. You know, it's like, we were still like, you would go to somebody at a bar and you talk to them. Now it's like, you just go on the internet. Um, and and it was it was different, but like, there was such joy in that season. Now that I look back and go, man, I'm so glad I focused on me. I, you know, after I got through some of those things. So if you're listening to this, and you're like, you feel hopeless. You feel like all this stuff, like here's two more guys just, in front of you right now who have been through it and come out the other side and are like, we both say the same thing. Like my life is so much better than was before. And I, I don't miss divorce. I, I, I would, I would never wish it on anybody. And I hate it. I hate it for the children. I hate the effects it has on my kids still to this day. Matter of fact, my daughter's um, on my podcast today, live uh, or not live, but um, we recorded uh, an episode with her um, of what my teenage daughter's experience was going through divorce. And because of that, yeah, it, it was, it was extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and you should go listen to it. If you're already listening to this one, you should go back a couple episodes. Um, and we talk about how I showed up and where I failed and where I showed up and did well. Um, so you definitely want to check that out. Um, Kevin, leave me with a few, like, what are, what are a few key things that you tell guys or teach guys, especially when they're new and they're kind of going through this whole thing. I know you got like the parent bank, like you got a lot of cool trainings that you do for us, but specifically what are like top one, two, three pieces of advice, tips that you give guys who are facing this separation and they've got little kids specifically or, or kids period, how should they be showing up? What are the types of things they should be doing? So you actually kind of hit on it. And I think it's, I think it's the ultimate thing that I try to like get into every father's head. Um, first, most guys all like I, me included, you said I was young, but it still happened to me. They lose themselves even before separation, they get married and life just becomes this nonchalant, like repeating the day type thing. And like, you know, for me, particularly, I quit doing all my hobbies. I quit hanging out with friends. I quit going to the gym. I got overweight. I didn't care about anything except working and providing. That was about it. Like I, I was in like a the void for like two years. It feels like just floating through the days. 
Um, so the one, the first thing is you, I think you have to find yourself, like what makes you happy? What fuels you? What gives you life? What makes you ready to tackle every day with fucking 5,000%? Um, and then two, which is going to tie into that is the other thing I talk about essentially on every single call is modeling, which is like your kids, you're so, you know, there's the common saying of like, you are the five people you hang around the most. With me, with young kids, I'm pretty much all five of those people at this point. Like, they're with me a lot. So you're pretty much their circle. So, like, however you act, whatever you do, whatever your hobbies are, is probably going to heavily influence how they act and what they do. So if you're, like, you know, emotionally charged all the time and you stub your toe and you fucking throw a chair through a wall, how are they going to act when they fall off their bike or something outside? They're going to throw that shit into a car driving by or something. Um and if you, you know, like if you sit on the couch all day and drink and play Xbox and are 400 pounds, you know, not trying to diss anybody that does that, but like, we know it's not a healthy lifestyle, you know, what are your, what are your kids going to do? So I think modeling, just having self-respect and just doing like doing things that give you life. They're going to see that. They're going to see how happy you are, how fulfilled you are. And they're going to want to follow in those footsteps that you're laying out for them. Dude, those are wise words, man. I appreciate you coming on today and sharing with us. Um, guys, just another asset we have in our Thrive program. Um, Kevin's been an amazing uh, addition to the team, and we're thankful we have him. Um, so if you're going through this separation divorce, you got kids, you need to be in Thrive because you have a, men, a group of men around you who aren't just telling you you're bad or telling you that you're fucking up. We're not there to do that. We're here to call you up and call you out. And we have we have tons of coaching around different areas, marriage therapy, specifically, we have mindset, we have leadership, we've got co-parenting. I mean, I don't know why you're not in Thrive. So if you're wanting to get in Thrive, empoweredman.co slash application, empoweredman.co slash application, um, and we'll get your application in and uh, we'll get you on with one of our advisors to see if Thrive is a fit for you right now. Thank you so much for joining me, man. I appreciate you. Guys, we'll see you on the, in- on the other side. Hey, this is Mark Santiago, CEO and founder of Empowered Man. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. However, before you go, I want to give you a special invitation. Now, listen, we've got a program that is designed specifically for men who are hurting right now, who are on the verge potentially of divorce, who are facing potential separation or already separated, and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. They're dealing with anxiety. They're dealing with cheating. They're dealing with all kinds of shit. If that's you, I want to challenge you to take the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. That's right, the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. You can go to emchallenge.com right now and sign up for the 30-Day Challenge. Here's why I think you should do that. If you're hurting, you need to understand why you're hurting. You need to understand what is actually going on. In week one of the challenge, we are gonna actually rip off that Band-Aid a little bit and coach you through that process. And then we continue to do that process all the way to the point where you start to make decisions that are empowered instead of disempowered. I don't know about you, but I would much, much, much rather make decisions from a place of strength than a place of weakness. So if you're facing decisions, if you're facing this anxiety, what do I do? How do I respond when my wife is being toxic? I don't know what to do. My wife is cheating on me. I don't know what to do. My wife doesn't love me. I don't know what to do. We are going to help you find those answers within. Now look, this 30 day challenge is probably unlike any other you've been a part of. Why? Because not only do we have daily assignments happening in the program every single day, 
but you also get live group coaching calls. I said live group coaching calls with myself and my lead coach. That's right, I am a part of this. It's not just some other people doing it. I am there live with you every single week call that we are on. Third part of that is you're gonna have a community of other guys that are going through exactly what you are going through. And the best part of this, this isn't even a fraction of the price we could charge for it. In fact, at some point we may raise the price, but right now it is at a bargain. So go to emchallenge.com, emchallenge.com to take the Empowered Man 30 Day Challenge and I will see you on the inside.